Hey everybody, this is Mikey. And Joanna. And this is the Awaken Post Show where we break down Awaken sermons just a little bit further for you in about 10 minutes or less. Here's the show. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Awaken Post Show. We're the host show with your most show, Mo and Joe. And we are back as always to talk Hello. everything Awaken gossip. We're talking scandals. We're talking news. Uh, news. Uh, what's drama. drama. That's the word I was looking for. There's uh, always lots of drama. Yeah, all the secret Between Awaken us. relationships that are going That's on. We know about them. <laughs> <laughs> but we are uh, back as always to talk about uh, Levi's sermon. sermon and just dive in a little bit deeper together. Yeah, and we're doing something a little different uh, today. We didn't Which is, really... I'm not going to talk. Yep, yep. it's going to be silent. We didn't really compare notes beforehand. Yeah. Mostly it was a timing issue. We just didn't have time to do And that. I was choke slamming a burger off camera. Yeah. <laughs> so. so we're just going to roll with it and see what happens. Yeah. Um, but Levi's sermon was on Ezra and anxiety. Yeah. Um, which I found to be really interesting, actually, because the night before, Saturday night, I had had maybe like a minor anxiety or panic attack. Um, and so I was like coming in hot to church on Sunday and maybe contrary to what you guys think, we don't always really ever know what Levi's going to talk yeah. about beforehand. And then I saw, oh, he's talking about anxiety. I better settle in because I probably am about to get convicted of some things. Um, so yeah, I found that to be really, uh, really cool and like a god thing you know yeah i know we joked about this a couple weeks ago but yeah it is it is really interesting to see how god can take something that we're struggling with and just kind of put it right back in front of our Mm -hmm. face if we're willing as we talked about previously to look for those signs yeah he's often being pretty blatant with them yes Um, definitely and kind of sometimes funny yeah was there anything specific from the sermon that you felt like related to your anxiety or Yeah, I think one of the main things that, I feel like one of the main points of the sermon, and again, this is all based off of what you, what each person takes out of it, but to me it was, you know, that God is in control even when things seem like they're crazy and like insane and it seems like why would God do this or does God even care about this? Yeah, I think that's one of those things that when you say it, it sounds so basic and fundamental, Mm -hmm. right? Like, of course God's in control. It's the same thing as like, Jesus loves you and died for your sins. Like yeah. It's like whatever you regurgitate is something you heard so much growing up or whatever. But when you take the time to break that down, it's a lot harder to believe or a lot harder to lean into than yeah. it should be on the surface level. You're like, of course God is in control, but what does that actually mean in application? Mm-hmm. You know. And I think that that is what is really hard for me in my own struggle with anxiety. Like, I feel like a great example is when I'm, I'm feeling really anxious, someone like Willie is always like, you know, praying for me and reminding me that God is in control. And sometimes I feel like that just makes me feel numb, Mm. which I know is not from God. Like that's from the devil, but getting to a place where like I'm training myself in those moments where I am at such a heightened level of anxiety that that does comfort me and that I hear that and I believe it and how to get into that practice because it's a discipline. It's not something that I feel like you just say it and you're like, Oh yeah, great. You know? And maybe for some people that have really skilled disciplines in that area, like they're, maybe that's like faithfulness. They, that helps them and that works for them. But I feel like I'm definitely not at that point yet. And so I felt very convicted. Yeah. Have there been any, like, I always like to bring it back to the practical realm. Have there been any practical practices that you found that help recenter you? I know like for some people, it's literally like the breathing into a paper bag. That's like, mm-hmm. okay, that's how I need. I don't. I don't even know how that works. But, uh, but like, is there anything 
practical that you're like, okay, I can get me back to the space where I start to believe that God's back in control? Yeah, I think one of the main things that I like to do is journal. And I like to write out whatever, like, lie my anxiety is trying to tell me. And then once I write it out, I'm like, Oh, it's ridiculous, That's right? so insane. Yeah. And then I will either write the truth or find a Bible verse or something like that to like really make it very practical to me. And I found a really cool journal recently called the Anti-Anxiety Notebook. And it has prompts and it helps you see patterns in your thoughts and it gives you a space to rewrite your thought. Okay. Whatever lie you're believing and like rewrite it in a way that is truthful. That is not solely based on the anxiety that you're feeling. And I think another thing that they talk about in this um, notebook, because they have some practical points to help you apply to your life, is the like helpfulness of distraction and how okay. sometimes we so often think like, oh, it's not good to be distracted. But there is a good type of distraction. All like right, when you're yeah. in the midst of it, like reading the Bible can be a distraction, can take you away from this spiral of thoughts that you're on and bring you to a place where you can just remove yourself from the situation and think about something else and how that can actually be used to your benefit. Yeah. And I thought that that was really interesting because I think distraction is something that we're always taught is negative. Yeah. I think it's one of those, like to borrow two, two very different sayings, but like, yeah, I always think about like God's path and like how God has a, a desired path for us that mm-hmm. he set aside for us. And Often when we are experiencing anxiety, anger, fear, any of these emotions that don't come directly from God, we are, we're straying from that path, right? Yeah. And so those distractions can be the tool that you can use to step aside and be like, oh, that was the path that I was on. Well, very clearly God's path yeah, is over here and this different. is not what he desires for me. Um, yeah, so I think that's, that's a really interesting thing to think about. I know another thing that you mentioned is in that notebook that you are, aren't currently in the practice of, but you're open to is meditation. Yes. I've gotten that from a lot of people when, that I've shared about my anxiety is that I should yeah. get into the practice of meditation, which is like, to me, the opposite of distraction. Like those are two very different things, yeah. but I do, I see the purpose in both of them, but I think that I, yeah, I definitely am not in the practice of yeah. and don't have very much knowledge about. Sure. I think there's a lot of misconceptions out there, honestly, when it comes to meditation as a whole. Yeah, well, especially um, I think within the Christian community because I think people yeah. think it like rivals prayer or, or sure. worship or something like that. Yeah. For me, the best prayer sessions I've ever had in my life, uh, at, at least alone, of course, I think the best times have been around people that I care and love about and, and when they're pouring into other people. But... Uh, but some of my best prayer sessions I've ever had have come immediately after meditation because what meditation looks like, at least for myself, I'm sure it looks different for a lot of other people. It looks like uh, getting to a space where I'm able to clear my head of uh, mm-hmm. like impeding or intruding thoughts and get to a space where I can control my emotions and my thoughts so that I can then funnel them into a direct subject. So for me, like I struggle with ADHD. My brain goes to so many different places at all times. I'm always struggling with all these competing thoughts. Meditation has taught me a way to to get my mind back to a singular thought and to control my emotions, which are often taking hold and, and driving me to different thought mm-hmm. patterns that I don't need to be upon. Um, and for me, it's helped me control my anger. It's helped yeah. me control uh, my tongue when I like am experiencing like you know immediate backlash to something. You know, I have the ability now through the tools I developed through meditation to step back and say, I'm going to take a moment to, to let this pass and then I'll reevaluate it after mm-hmm. that moment. 
Um, if you guys are interested in exploring meditation, I would highly recommend Headspace. It's an app. Uh, they have a program that a free program that will teach you the steps through meditation. And they've actually recently implemented, I think now there's like a three, a five and a 10 minute program. When I first started, there was only 10 minutes and 10 minutes is really daunting (laughs) to sit in silence. But to move it back to a five minute meditation, I'm telling you, if you implement this into your daily schedule and start with a five minute meditation and then follow that up with a prayer immediately, for me at least, going into prayer with a clear head, it just clears up all those intruding thoughts for me to hear God's voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I would encourage you if you don't, if your immediate reaction to someone telling you that God is in control, isn't automatically like super happy and positive and like, yay, uh, great. Everything's okay. That that's okay to feel that way. And that also to be encouraged that you can get to that point, that it's a work in progress. It's not just like we say this phrase and then great. We feel awesome and anxiety is gone and all of that. So do not be discouraged um, by your reactions to things. The secular world that we live in will tell us that you are in control. You make all of your decisions Mm -hmm. and you, you are the one that sets your path. Yeah. And that like your feelings are truth and that what you're experiencing is, you know, everything around you and everything that you're experiencing and your anxiety is the truth and the lies that they're trying to tell you. Yeah. And so to relinquish that, that Mm -hmm. power that you feel of, of, holding on tightly to, to your life and to the, to the things around you, your possessions, your titles, um, to, to relinquish that over to God is a real, it should be a scary thing. Yeah. Should be a scary thing, but there's power in that. Yeah. There's definitely power in that. And we, and we, uh, we hope that our vulnerability helps you to, to be vulnerable with yourself and, and vulnerable with God and vulnerable with those around you. Cause I think ultimately yeah. that's where, that's where the power lies. Um, and we're really happy to be here every week chatting with you guys and we hope you have a great weekend. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Love you guys.